Welcome to episode 267. This is the Lucchese Jersey Crew episode. I am your host, Alpha Mike, and we are transmitting high atop of Florida's peninsula at 108 feet. Today, we're going to dive into the Wise Guys series where we're going to explore the Lucchese crime family crossing the, Jer- the George Washington Bridge from New York into New Jersey. How that was done, who have been their leaders, and when did they almost all get killed? And how in the world did the Philadelphia crime family become Lucchese crime members? All that much more. But first, how to get in contact with us is real easy. RaiderCop.com You can hear the audio portion to all our episodes from number one to number 267. And RaiderCopNation.com is the official website where you can see and hear more about us. You can also hear the audio portions there, but you can read about us, who are us, who we are, where are we, why do we exist, is it true that Kilo Sierra uh, combs his hair by parting it in the middle? You can find all those details out on RaiderCopNation.com. And of course, if you're looking for gun training in the Philadelphia, South New Jersey area, Kilo Sierra is your man. His information is down in the show notes. South Florida, you're going to want to write this down. AAA, that's AAA, gunsafety.com. Chief Instructor Alpha Alpha, running the outfit there in South Florida. And he will give you some excellent gun training. And of course, Central Florida or West Coast Florida, myself, and you can reach me at the official website, RaiderCopNation.com. And if I can't provide that training for you, I will get somebody just as good. Today's episode 267, the Lucchese Jersey Crew, we're going to explore as part of the Wise Guys series and we wind down the year. We have been taking apart the Lucchese crime family from beginning until this point and we're going to Continue going for, uh, I would say, about four above seven more shows, seven more episodes, give or take. And um, then we're going to start transitioning to the Genovese crime family. So also remember, if you're looking to get your gun fixed, you know, you had that gun, looks like crap. You can't find a good brand new gun because... All the shelves are empty, as we know. If you're an enthusiast as I am in guns, Second Amendment holder, that Barry Obama and crazy Uncle Joe Biden are some of the best gun salesmen this country has ever seen because every time they open their mouth and say something negative about guns, they sell millions and millions of more guns. So they're difficult to come by. So if you want to fix your old beat-up gun, Pistol Pete the Gunsmith down in Miami, he is your guy. He was the armorer to thousands of officers in Miami, including myself. So Pistol Pete, I had my life in his hands. So I recommend him highly to you. Information down on the bottom of the show notes. 
We're going to dive into the three stories of Joe Biden, but we're not going to put the music to it. We're not going to do all that. We're kind of really pushing the needle here on this episode today. So we're just going to give you the three issues of living in the Bolshevik states of woke. This is a train wreck like never seen in the history of this country. And it's really starting to become a real sad affair, not so funny after all. But anyway, let's let's dive in without too much fanfare in our intro of Joe Biden and the catastrophe that he's doing as president of the United States at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Our first story takes us to Uncle Brandon Biden, uh, dropping even more in the polls. An overwhelming, over 70% of Americans are saying, what in the world is going on? I'm really worried about the other 30% that haven't figured it out yet. But the media is putting a little spin on this. And the spin that the media is putting on, even though Uncle Joe's numbers are dropping like flies, they have nothing to do with Donald Trump. Really? I mean, here's the guy that was president, 45. He warned us every single thing he warned us about in four years is happening before every American's eye. Our second story takes us to the Democrats that just can't point to one good thing Uncle Joe has done in 10 months. Senator Marcos Rubio of Florida recently said that this is a huge dilemma for the Democrats. They can't point to one successful thing this goof in the White House has done in 10 months. Nothing. It's been one train wreck after another. And lastly, we close it up with Uncle Joe. Remember, Donald Trump, 45, used to call him Sleepy Joe. And he took that name seriously because Uncle Joe, Sleepy Joe, fell asleep at the Climate Change Summit. Yeah, he took a couple snoozes here and there and really showed the world he's a real buffoon. You can't make this stuff up, but it is what it is, and we need to keep on moving. Today's episode, 267, Lucchese Jersey Crew. We're going to dive into the Lucchese crime family, but we got to give you the joke of the week because, you know, we don't want you to... Now, the country, it's all coming to an end. The recession, Joe Biden. Has anybody seen Camilla Harris? It is a catastrophe. So we're going to cheer you up a little bit. And you know these jokes, I pick them out myself. Now, lately I haven't been paying too much attention. My mind's wandering, wandering, but just bear with me. So here we go. Here's the joke of the week. How do trees access the internet? They log in. Don't get mad at me if you're a tree hugger. Today's episode 267 of the Lucchese crime family, we're going to explore as we look at the Lucchese Jersey crew from beginning to present and how did they almost all get whacked and why did that happen? And the longest federal case, 
21 months happened in the Jersey crew of the Lucchese crime family. So we wait for our friends, the clowns. Once they give us the signal, we will start episode 267. There we are. They are ready, and so are we. Lucchese, Jersey crew, episode 267. Episode 267, the Lucchese Jersey crew. We're going to explore how this crew became part of the Lucchese crime family. Now, we've always stated that our original date, right, that's our date of origin for all these mafia families that we're covering, is 1931. And what's the reason for that? Well, that's when Lucky Luciano created the commission and the establishment of the commission created the five families that we have today as the Bananos, the Colombos, Gambino, Genovese, and Lucchese in New York City. They are the crime commission for the Italian Costa Nostra and they have rolled into New Jersey what we're looking for in this episode. Now, the original origins of this crew are dated back to 1920 when it was under the leadership of Cemento Big Sam Accardi. And he was originally part of Gentano Reina's crew. And Reina didn't fare too well because he was assassinated by Joe the Boss. And probably the early or late 20s and Tommy Gagliano would take over and we know that Tommy Gagliano is the original founder in 1931 appointed by Lucky Luciano to head the Gagliano family which would turn into the Lucchese crime family uh, named after the founder of Tommy Lucchese Tommy Lucchese was the underboss to Tommy Gagliano, served him very, very loyally from 1931 to 1951 without a hitch. And then uh, Lucchese took over at that point, but the name was changed to the Lucchese crime family and it still bears that name today. All right, so a little bit on that. Now, Big Sam McCarty, he was he would run the operation until 1955. Since it was a, originally affiliated with Tommy Gagliardi in 1931, when that commission under Lucky Luciano officially recognized those five families, this enterprise in New Jersey became part 
of what we know today as the Lucchese crime family, but at the time it was the Gagliano family. Now, in 1955, Big Sam would get deported by the United States government, big uh, into narcotics. And back then, the way the government would deal with you, they'd arrest you, give you like a gazillion years, and then they'd do naturalization deportation hearings and throw you right back to the country of origin, that in this case would be Italy, and you would try to navigate back here. It wouldn't work. So you basically disappeared. And that's what happened to Big Sam here. 1955, he's off the radar. His successor, Anthony Ham Delasco, he's in charge of this Lucchese crime family operation in Jersey from 1955 to 1963. And, of course, in 1951 is when the family was originally recognized as Lucchese. So, at this point, it is the Lucchese crime family. He will uh, run his operation out of East Orange, New Jersey. And a former boxer, so he's a pretty tough guy, into loan sharking, gambling, all those usual things that the Costa Nostra families are into. But it's a little bit of a turn from what Big Sam had been running narcotics operations mostly. And uh, now under this le leadership with Delasco, he's starting to do the old uh, turn the wheel operation that the mafia has had for a long, long time. And that's uh, gambling and loan sharking and so forth. After 1963, he's, uh, his reign is over, and we come into Joseph Abate. That's an important name. I want you to remember Abate because we soon have an episode called Abate Runs to Jail. So there is a connection between Joseph Abate and that episode. Abate is the boss of the Lucchese crime family Jersey faction, from 1963 to 1979. Once prior to this, he was a tough guy for Al Capone in, in New Jersey. Got tired of the operation in Chicago and moved to New Jersey and got affiliated with the Lucchese crime family. And he would be a very powerful boss in New Jersey. And one of his hand-picked successors was Anthony Tumac Asatero, and we had his episode already, so I'm not going to repeat it, but he was in charge from 1979 to 1988, became a government witness in 1993. Why did he become a government witness? Well, it was fashionable in 1993, and not only that, the present administration of the Lucchese crime family they wanted to kill everybody in Jersey. So, Tumac said, hey, this is a great time to drop dime, and he did. After that little episode, the next boss would be Michael Mad Dog Trosetta, and that's from 1988 to 1993, handpicked successor by Tumac, learned his operation well by Anthony Tumac Asatero. After his reign, we go into 
1993 to 2005, so there's some tenure there. Robert Bucky the Boss Carcagino, and again, he smooths out a lot of years there from 93 to 05 that he's really reestablishing the wheel from the little hiccup with Al Sotero becoming an government informant. After his rhyme in 05 to 07, we get Nicodemo Scarfo. No, but not Nicodemo Scarfo Sr., which was the boss of the Philadelphia Mafia. No, no, no. This is his son, Nicodemo Scarfo Jr. How did this happen? Well, daddy had gotten life in prison. His son stayed in the Philadelphia mob, but they were trying to kill him, the Philadelphia mob. So that wasn't real good. So daddy reached out in prison to bosses of the Lucchese crime family, and he said, I would like my son to get inducted in the Lucchese crime family. And they obliged. And uh, he ends up becoming a couple running the operation from 05 to 07. And today, from 07 to the present, is Ralph Prina. He's been in charge a lot of tenure there as well, from 07 to the present, over 14 years. So the wheels are turning very quickly in Jersey today. So what happened in 1981 when Vic Amuso all of a sudden becomes the, I mean, excuse me, 1987. Vic Amuso and Gaspipe Casio become the boss and the underboss. They take it from Tony Ducks Corallo, which got sanctioned in the commission case to 100 years. So Tony Ducks was busy. But before he left, he gave the mantle to Vic Amuso. Well, Vic Amuso found out, and we've covered this in other episodes, that the Jersey crew was giving peanuts, nothing, to the boss in New York. In fact, Tony Ducks was getting a, a measly $10,000 a year out of his own request. You see, it wasn't about the money that the Jersey crew was making. It was about power that it would generate the Lucchese crime family. Tony Ducks made the decision at that time for them to keep their own money on their side because he just wanted the muscle over there that gave the Lucchese crime family a lot of moving parts and deals. So the money was secondary. It was not primary. But we have a changing of the guard and Vic Omuso says, Absolutely not. I want 50% of everything coming in. At that time, Tumac, as we covered, was the capo, the captain in charge of that crew. And he said, absolutely not. We're not giving you that. That's way too much money. And as the media says, a war ensued. But it really wasn't a war. Vicomuso and Gaspipe, boss and underboss of Lucchese crime family from New York City, they just said... Uh, call in the entire Jersey crew we want to see them the entire Jersey crew failed to show up and they put a hit on all of them 
It became a cat and mouse game as Lucchese soldiers and coppers would cross the George Washington, George Washington Bridge from New York to New Jersey to hunt down Lucchese members over there and kill them. It became a circus, a lot of informants. But at the end of the day, you could say, if you look at it now, the New Jersey crew survived. So, during a lot of this episode of the war and everything else that happened, just prior to that, we had a little episode too. Remember, this is 1987. Vic made this big decision. I want more money from the Jersey crew and a war ensues. But prior to that, 1980, when the boss of the Philadelphia family, uh, Bruno, he gets killed, shotgun blast right in front of his home. When that happened, Tumac was capo, captain of the Lucchese crime family at the time, and he saw that the Philadelphia family was in disarray, and they took advantage of that opportunity by moving in to the Bruno's family area and taking over. Well, in their dispute over in Philadelphia, a lot of the Philadelphia crime members that were actually inducted in the Bruno family decided it was time to parachute out and hit the Lucchese crime family, and they were all well received and accepted. The reason for this is because Remember, Tumac never paid a high tax to his boss. All the Philadelphia guys knew if we're going to switch out of the family of the Philadelphia family, out of all the five families, the best one to go to is the Lucchese because they're very lax in this tax. This is 1980 and Tony Ducks is alive. Tony Ducks accepts this because remember, his position is not the money. It's the power. So having all these Philadelphia guys transfer into the Lucchese crime family in New Jersey. One of those characters was a guy by the name of Jackie DeNarsco, and he was a comedian of sorts, got involved in the longest federal case in history. It was a case indicting the Lucchese crime family that lasted 21 months. It was a circus beyond imagination. But at the end, the Lucchese members in Jersey beat that indictment and won the case. They were sentenced on some other things, on other cases. Jackie here ended up getting 17 years out of, uh, he did 17 years out of a 30-year gig and uh, was released in last like two years and then he died. But one of the things that were demonstrated in that 21-month case, how close-knit the Jersey crews were. These were people that grew up together in New Jersey. They were really bonded together. It had almost no betrayal. They were all ready to take the dive. But luck was on their side because the government kind of screwed up a lot of the cases as a result. But a lot of information came out in, a lot of, in this hearing. One of them was that one of the methods in New Jersey to get rid of bodies was to have a two-shelf 
process in your coffin. So let's say Aunt Stella died. So the family would go and pick out a casket for Aunt Stella. Well, the people doing the casket had a first floor and a second floor. Well, the first floor, you can see Aunt Stella. But on the second floor would be a de deposed mafia member that they had just killed. They'd just throw him down on the second floor. Nobody would know he'd be there. They'd bury Aunt Stella and never to be seen again that other body. Pretty good method. And today, law enforcement still can't figure out how many two-floor caskets are in New Jersey. So, we look at their entire operation, gambling operation, still very strong. Now, when we look at the five families, how they crossed the George Washington Bridge from New York to New Jersey, all of them have a representation in New Jersey. The Bananos, the Gambinos, the Colombos. In fact, the Colombos have uh, Joe Provacci, Sal Provacci's kids and grandkids, uh, I'm, I believe, are still there. So they've all had a representation, but the two major players of the five families is Genovese and Lucchese. They've got a real big chunk of Jersey, and Lucchese has controlled northern Jersey for a long, long time. And with this alliance, having Philadelphia members move in, they're taking a good chunk of land in southern Jersey as well. And of course, the Genovese crime family has controlled Jersey since the word go. Very powerful family. During the era of Vicar Musso, it was clown show like no other where they tried to eliminate the entire faction of New Jersey. Many survived, many turned and became informant because they said that they were, the life didn't exist anymore because of these edicts that were going on. No doubt that Vicar Musso and Gas Pipe Casio were the two disasters two biggest disasters in Costa Nostra, with also with John Gotti, we have to throw in John there, on the outer portion of their do and don'ts, the media have always portrayed these people as very, oh, they're real tough mafiosos, they probably are, but as leaders, they were a cluster, they almost destroyed their respected families. What's up next? Thus far, the Lord has helped us. Episode 268. Remember, every Sunday we'll be running the AWOL Monday series and pushing the Word of God. Troubled times like this, we should be hearing it. Now let's close this out with the Word of the Week because as I've, I've always said, you can train up all day long, how to shoot a gun, how to do defensive tactics, how do I do the day-to-day -day operations in law enforcement, but I don't have God on my side, you just have the person. If God doesn't walk with you, then who is walking with you? Today we're going to turn to Psalms 19 and look at the Word of God, which says, The Lord, the Lord, 
of the Lord is perfect. Converting the soul, the testimony of the Lord, is sure, making wise the simple. As always, continue to pray for yourself because without you in the game, we have nothing. And most importantly, test everything. Hold fast what is good. This is Alpha Mike, and I'm going back to my daydreaming. See you next week.